Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. And with me, as always, is the co-host, Mr. Eric Smith. Warning. This podcast may contain sounds that may scare you, that may cause you to wreck while you're driving. They may also contain excessive giggling. Viewer discretion is advised. That was awful. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've done on this podcast. <laughs> New listeners have definitely turned off by now. You're the editor. You can just edit it out. Make, nope. your, make yourself sound even better. Nope. Leaving it. All right. Well, <laughs> how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Good. Good to be back. I'm I happy thought, to be back. <laughs> we were talking earlier, and I felt like I haven't been here in forever, and I've literally just been here a day later than normal. Yeah. Well, the thing is... There's a time vacuum that happens when it's Thanksgiving. Oh. And so all sense of self gets lost because you just eat so much. You're just in this coma world of just turkey and dressing and all that. And yeah. It just, and it stays in your system for days. It does. And it took me up until I think Monday of this week to finally get it all out of my system. Mine came out really fast and that evening. Well, here's the thing, though. It all got out, and then last night we went over to Mom and Dad's, and they had Thanksgiving leftovers. So I was like... Well, you went to like 15 different places. I know. Perry's like, hey, dude, look what I got. And I'm like, you're at stop number five of the day. I'm like, I know. One of them was my house. You I just know, had a quick drink there at my house, though. I did. That was good. It was <laughs> a little that, break uh, from everything. That stuff. <laughs> It was that Starlight uh, Rye finished an Apple Brandy cast. Oh, yeah. Man, that was good. That was good good stuff. I guess that's an early, what have we been drinking recently? But, hey, I'm getting way ahead of myself. If you are new to the show, thank you so much for being here. Please go ahead and subscribe if you're back for another one. Uh, Thanks. Hope you're well. Guess who's back? Uh, Please leave us a review. again. (laughs) No, it's fine. I I was happy to see Eminem for a little while. (laughs) We haven't caught up in a bit. Um, (laughs) It's my buddy from middle school. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. From Detroit? <laughs> no, I just eight lived. On, I just lived on the eight mile. Oh. in eighth grade. Eight mile, Kentucky. <laughs> we didn't call it eighth grade. We called it the eighth mile. <laughs> All right, maybe that's the worst thing I've done on this podcast. Barry's <laughs> on a roll today. Uh, you can also leave us a five-star rating and a review that really helps us out. Gets us in the search algorithm on your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, let's see. What else do we say up top? Bourbonshop.thirdless.com. All of our apparel and merchandise. And my uh, the, the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, five bucks a month gets you a bunch of bonus content, including the newest show over there. Pours from the floor, which Eric called floors from the poor <laughs> earlier. Hey. And it made me laugh. So anyway. Eric, last week we did Flying Blind. This week we're back to sips and snacks. What you got? No. Huh? I'm switching it up. Sorry. I know okay. I know Barry had had his little uh, line of things he was getting ready to do, but I'm switching it up. I'm, I'm making ready. you I'm making you switch it up. <laughs> I make him. I make him edit me. I make and you make me freak out in a moment. <laughs> I don't. I'm really happy that I took my anxiety medicine this morning. His face when he when he looked at me and I said no or not. He froze for a second. He literally froze. I'm a little scared. I got to be honest with you guys. Okay. Um, so want, what are you doing here, hold, Mr. Loki? I, <laughs> we got to review this master scheme. I brought it. 
You brought it over? Yes. I'm going to go get it. <gasps> okay. I'll be right back. And he's back. There it is. The box itself. Can I just say, this is one of my favorite packagings so far. From uh, The inside of it looks so sleek. Well, that <clears throat> that that color contrast is perfect. It's got this like charcoal frosty color on the outside, a little tint of green, and then this just really sleek. It's just a very nice light burnt orange mm-hmm. on the interior for the foam to really cradle the bottle as a very nice presentation mm. piece. Keep talking. I, I don't have anything else to say <laughs> other than I want to drink this. So we've obviously wanted I can't to drink believe this, you this for so long. And if you're on the Patreon and on my Instagram, you got to follow along with me uh, yesterday, which would have been, you know, about a, a week, week ago. A week ago of me going to Wild Turkey to pick this up because I got, I was lucky enough before it sold out to get into a tasting of Master's Keep. And when you got that, you got the right to purchase a bottle. So it was a no-brainer. So um, went there, saw Jimmy riding around his little scooter. It was fun. Pulled in on his Lexus. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled in on his Lexus, sat down on his chair, then got on his scooter and rode down the ramp, and we drank Master's Keep. <laughs> he did a wheelie, too. That's what he's not telling y'all. <laughs> and it was cool to meet, uh, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Firebird, bro? Bo. Yeah, Bo. Bo Garrett. Um, he used to play for uh, um, Montgomery Gentry. Montgomery Gentry. Yeah. yeah, he was cool. He led the. Uh, he was a really cool guy. Um, so anyway, short story. I got Masters Keep One, and this Which means I get to drink Masters Keep. You get one. to drink Masters Keep One. So we'll get back to some pairing. We'll get back to some uh, flying blind next week. But I wanted to get this sampled out, and I got you something, by the way. You got me something? Yeah. Aw. I got Jimmy to get you the sign of 101 there for you. Thank you. I was like, man, we got to we gotta get Jimmy some Jimmy signatures, as, as many as we can. This is my third now that I have. And I figured you'd had different years if you put the years on them. Yeah. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hold on to this one. Uh, for a long time but i have one that this just makes me really happy but um i have one that my dad and i are of the understanding that when the unfortunate time comes and jimmy is no longer with us uh, we are opening that bottle that he signed and it's not making it past that night so i uh when he was signing uh signing the bottles i got him to sign the uh, master's keep too so but he. I thought uh, it was Masters Keep One. Masters Keep One. What I say? Two. Oh, he got yeah, me. It was a fun. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go, Jimmy. What do you think about that new bottle design? He's like, Well, they can change it as long as they don't change what's inside. I love that man so much. I was like, well, That makes sense. He goes, But you can see my signature pretty good on this one. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. Looks pretty good. <laughs> so Perry, here we go. Something me and you both have been just wanting to try for a while now. I love doing early reviews on episodes. So I got to try this, but I feel like it's going to be a little different this time because I was in a room with about 12 other people. They were doing the presentation. I didn't feel like I could just really like be intimate with it. Yeah. So I'm going to treat this as the actual first time. 
coating that glass so good. Do we know the age? Nine to fourteen year barrels. Oh wow! Okay, All that's that's picked. that's a little older than I was thinking it was going to be. As far as I remember, nine to fourteen year old barrels. Then they put them all. Uh, they did the toasting or the rebarreling, I guess you would say, and let them age in warehouse G for a couple of months. Oh boy, that's like a cedar plank. That's like cedar cooked salmon. Well, I see the cedar you're getting. But to me, it, it's almost like... Wow. It's almost like a, an older... Maybe I shouldn't like... have broken out the rocking chairs for today's episode. <laughs> Sorry, my garage door is being very creaky. It's like you know it's older turkey, but then there's like this... I mean, there's like this little bit of like, almost like a... Kind of funky. Like a burnt chocolate. You know, have you ever yeah, like yeah. been, somebody's been like melting chocolate in the... Uh-huh. Yeah. But you still know it's that that turkey. That's incredible. I, I'm even getting a little bit of like a campfire yeah. coming through. I, think, I, could, I could smell this all day. I want this in a candle. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, it's... It's like this kind of campy burnt chocolate, but you're drinking like this nice dusty turkey all at the same time. It smells like the best parts of a toasted product, but just enough of it. There's not too much. It's not too sweet. It's not like there's not like a big marshmallow like hitting you in the face. There's yeah, it's, not like, it's definitely not overdone. Oh, and I go back to it and it's almost like a like an ice cream. I- Dude, I was just about to say vanilla ice cream. Yeah. With like a dark chocolate and caramel drizzle on top. Yeah. Terrific. On the box. I got the big box here. <sighs> to reflect his father's taste, Eddie hand-selected barrels aged between 9 and 10-year-old, then selected his own small batch of carefully aged 14-year-old whiskey. Um, And then he... They... Toasted and charred, and put all those in Tyrone G, and that's where they aged. Um, I can't remember how long they said they stayed in G. I think three months is what they said. I, I will say this is the most mellow toast profile I have ever smelled, and I think that it works to its adva- it, its advantage because, for one, it it's very much turkey. In that it doesn't seem like it's trying to hop on this gimmick that everybody else is doing. No. By just doing it exactly the same way. I I mean, this separates itself from the Michter's Toasted, the Elijah Craig Toasted. This is its own thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And this goes back to a conversation that I had with Jay from Take Whiskey Reviews. T number eight, K-E. Tucky. Tucky? Talkies? Talkies. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, that turkey is kind of like just behind the mark. Like they're just behind everybody else in terms of innovation. Well, you said it yourself when we did our toasted episode that you said, um, or it was on a live. We talked about this that we feel like the toasted error, not error, error, era, era, 
is kind of coming to an end because yeah. Turkey's bringing out theirs. Yep. And I think that, you know, we're going to find something else now that everybody's going to be doing. And then Turkey will probably do their version of it. And then, uh, you know, something else. Yeah. Out. And one of those weird things that you see mm-hmm. when you go to distilleries, and if you are fortunate enough to see their kind of like taste room, their tasting room or like their quality control room is that typically lined around the walls or like on a shelf, there will be other bottles. There will be other products. So this definitely seems like it was a bottle. It was a product that was put up against the likes of Elijah Craig toasted, almost said barrel proof, Elijah Craig toasted, Michter's toasted this, that, and the other. And just finding what they liked the best about all of that and doing it in the best way that they know how to. And, and, and what, I love so much about Turkey. I think what we all love so much about Turkey is while that it has a huge flavor profile to it, it is still in some ways very understated. And it's just, it's becoming less so, but I still feel like it's a little bit overlooked. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Let us know. You know, send us a message at my bourbon pot or uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. But I, I just don't feel like it gets the notoriety that, a lot of other products do and so with that kind of comes its ability to slide in under the radar and be really unique with what they put out and i think that this is a really good indication that with time with experimentation and with a very good crafty and thoughtfulness that goes into it they're gonna put out something great and i I wouldn't necessarily know that this was toasted based on the nose, but it's not to its detriment. I think that this is just a great, great nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I smelled it whenever uh, Bo was doing the presentation about it. I sat there. I didn't even hardly drink any of it until almost the end because I was just smelling it. The whole time. <laughs> I'm ready to. I'm ready to taste it though. Let's do it. Let's I mean, go. you can keep nosing it if you want, but I'm I'm taking a drink. I'm gonna drink it. Through my, and then I'm going to nose it again. You're going to drink it through your nose? No. Don't do that. I won't. Oh, okay. The finish, man. Okay. This has created... <laughs> First of all, it's phenomenal. That's great. It's really, really good. But this has created a flavor profile that is normally on older turkey products through toasting. Like this, this almost has that feeling of like shock aging or really hyper aging really, really quickly because it reminds me so much of like the 17 year old bottle and bond, but it's got a little bit more oomph to it. I kind of, in my head, I initially, the first thoughts that come to me are just kind of like the nose. It's like, this is great, dusty turkey. Yeah. With like sprinkles of those things that make the toasted stuff good. Sprinkles of like I got marshmallow on the finish, yeah, just a little bit. Um, there's a little bit of that graham cracker. There's more of that chocolate. Like it's so to I get so much of that chocolate on this, but it's not overpowering. It's hints. It's like it's taking your favorite part of turkey and it's adding it this little like sprinkle of dessert on it. I have never had this happen with a bourbon before. Really, with a whiskey in general. But the way that it, this is the strangest thing. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it feels like pop rocks on my tongue. Like it's these little short bursts of flavor. 
It's and, got this weird like burn to it that yeah. normal wild turkey doesn't or like 101 doesn't because it's 101 proof. It's the same proof as 101. Yeah. Um, but it when it hits your tongue, like the spice and the finish is just there. Like it hangs out with you for a while. Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot. I wish that it weren't so expensive. MSRP is 175. That's a tough sell for me, man. And a lot of stores I've seen are usually around 200. Oh, going all, back, going back to the nose. I was going like to say going pie. back. It's like uh, that is straight up pumpkin pie. And this then is more one of, of that most... vanilla, like ice cream. It's like pumpkin pie with like your whipped cream or your vanilla yeah. ice cream on top of it. We keep talking over each other. I'm sorry. Sorry, we're excited <laughs> right now. We're, we're giddy. Um, this is so complex, and I feel like in one month, two months, three months from now, this is going to change even more. I say we mark our calendars down and revisit this in a couple of months absolutely without a doubt i mean it, it needs to be revisited let's keep smelling it i think the only thing i wish that this had was a little bit more of a viscosity i wish it was a little a little thicker if that makes sense it coats your tongue Great. Like, it goes all over the place. I wish it was a little bit more viscous, I guess you would say. What was that? I think that was just the wind catching, like, a little spot, and it made it sound like a screaming demon. That was horrifying. (laughs) I wonder if that came through on the recording. I don't know. I'm going to leave it in, though. (laughs) But you're you're right. It does coat your tongue, but then it just kind of, like, poofs away. Yeah. But the finish but, stays. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the flavors. It's just the way that no, it the like feel sits of on it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the mouthfeel. Yeah. But the the flavor all the way through is phenomenal. <laughs> I I like this a lot, man. I yeah, I'm not. I just I'm not wish. At all. I just wish that it weren't so expensive. It, the price on Master's Keep has went up over the last little bit, right? Yeah, because I feel like the original. 17 year old was like 120 125 i feel like i got cornerstone i got cornerstone at total wine when it first came out i feel like it was only like 120 i mean i even feel like last year i didn't pay that much for the bottled and bond i think i did i feel like i paid about 150 for it i think i was 175 really but that's at a store most of the stores i've seen people have said it's around 200 I know somebody got one at Liquor Barn, uh, friend, and it was they they were over two hundred on the price tag at Liquor Barn. Like they walked out and it was over two hundred. Needless to say, not needless to say, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> we didn't see hardly any of this in town. Like I've seen none of it. I know that it's been here. That's what I'm saying. Like but, it's like <laughs> there's been very maybe a handful of bottles in all of yeah. Lexington that we know of. I mean, we we got word that it was at <laughs> Liquor Barn a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. I don't even think Total Wine's gotten it yet. So 
I don't know. Uh, it's strange. I mean, usually there's at least a little bit more distribution for it, but we don't always have things in Kentucky that people want to no. get. Sorry so, about you. Anyway, I I had to get a tasting, and, uh, and I'm glad I did. I'm happy I did. I'm happy I got to share this with you. I'm really happy that you shared this with me. I know me. it's a little expensive, but it is good. Should we do the full review? I think we should. I think we need to. Nose? Mm, five. I ain't even waiting. I'm just saying. I could nose this <laughs> I'm gonna, thing all day. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. Um, Especially because we... I I like the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof from this year a little bit better, personally. But it's still phenomenal. It's it's its own monster. It's it's very it's a very unique nose. I I I'm gonna stand at the five. I, like I could. Oh, that's, I'm, I, I'm look. I'm not trying to talk you down. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, I keep going back to it. And I'm I like, wish yeah, you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Wish you. Cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. And if you do not want to see me again, I would understand. I would understand. Anyway. I would understand. Throw up on everybody. <laughs> Who knows if that makes it into the main episode? Somebody got to hear it. I haven't seen Yes Man in a long time. That makes me want to watch Yes Man. It's a good movie. Palette. Ooh. This is tough. This is tough. Because I do kind of wish... I, mm, I'm missing a little something. I think it's a little bit of a darker note to it. And I do think... It, it's very like right down the middle. In terms of where it's hitting, flavor-wise, I'm getting a, just so much like caramel. I'm honestly getting like frosted Cheerios on the palate as well. I, I mean, it, it's, but it's it it's not that it's tame. It's just like it's it's missing a little bit of roundness to it, and I think that it might smell a little bit better than it tastes. Oh, I I can't give the palate a five. I'm going to give it a three, three. I'm going to give it a three. I was going to go three and a half because I feel like I'm judging the palate on the feel because I want that. Yeah. I want that little bit of viscosity. Um, I'm, if it, if it was a little thicker mouthfeel, I, I would have it up to almost a five. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't dislike it. I just I, I want a little bit extra from it. But for what it is, it's really good. I'm just I want it to be incredible. You know what I wonder? What would like a cast strength version of this be? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but on on proof, what would a uh, what would a regular 101 toasted be like? Ooh. They made a budget version, and it was just one hundred and one toast. I've I've had um, and um, it, there have been a couple other things that went into it because it was a small barrel that mom and dad had, but or have I guess, but like one hundred and one double barrel, 
it's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's pretty good, man. Finish though. Finish is where it starts to kind of pick back up for me. Oh yeah. Wait. I'm going to I'm going to bump that to a 4. I'm going 4.5 on the finish. Yeah. I I wish I could give it a little bit higher. I love but... the finish. I think I'm I'm honestly surprised at how long it lasts last um making up words over here. Alaska. Lask. That's what he calls I'll, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly really surprised of how long it lasts based on not having that thicker mouthfeel to me. Yeah. But that marshmallow, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's not like this like just overpowering marshmallow note. It's just this little hint of marshmallow on that finish that I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with a four. I wanted to bump it up just a little bit, but I think that's pretty in line with how I'm feeling about the product overall. So currently I'm sitting at 11 out of 20. The price, unfortunately, is not going to help this very much for me. Um, Yes, it's limited. Yes, it's a very unique product that you wouldn't be able to get very often. Uh, I mean... 175 to 200. That's a lot to drop. Uh, money, 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 money. Money. 2.5. 2.5. Yeah. I was at a three. I was going to say a three. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely lower than you are. I'm at a 13.5. I'm at a 16. Not too much. No. I, but that's a... That's a pretty good margin, though, as far as reviews go. Yeah. I so, think the price, I gave it a little higher because it is Master's Keep. Like you said, it is limited. We are going to expect it to be in that 120 to 150 range. So moving it up a little bit didn't doesn't hurt me as much. I still feel like it should be around that 150. Yeah. One. So I just gave it a little bit higher score on that than you did. So. Yeah. I still think if you can afford it, pick this up, put it in your collection. I wouldn't pay secondary price for it, I don't think. Because I'm not as blown away by it like we were the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof, which almost got a perfect score. (laughs) I'm still, yeah, I'm kind of comparing everything to that. That's, I mean, again, like I said a couple weeks ago, that's like pretty daggum close to the best bourbon I've ever had. So. Anyway, this actually would be a really good bottle to split between two people. Oh yeah, for sure. If for you had, sure, if you had a buddy that wanted to go in yeah. and split, that this would probably be. <laughs> this sounds like you're trying to persuade me. <laughs> you pull up a PowerPoint, and you're like, and these are all the reasons why you should split this <laughs> no. bottle with me. No, you. I mean, it's your bottle anyway already. What um, <laughs> mine is yours? How many I'm times not- I've. <laughs> gotta say this I'm, so, um, I'm sorry no but i'm just saying like it would be a good this will be a perfect example of one to like go half and half oh know? yeah for sure or it, even split like four ways it's so good it's so good yeah it's a little pricey but it's it's so good and it's so unique and it's just fun because i think it's like turkey's little spin on the toasted and they yeah. didn't go full like you said yep. they didn't go full-blown like toasted like some of those things that we had on our toasted episodes were too so sweet that they were not they were undrinkable yeah 
this is, is not a sweet bourbon. This is taking that good turkey and just sprinkling a little bit of those toasted notes in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this week, Perry's favorite thing. There's a lot of singing on this episode. I'm not mad about it, but anyway. Um, so for a, a while, I've been kind of collating a list and getting some stuff together for a basically what's going to be a like a holiday shopping guide, a gift guide kind of deal. But I like Lucy has been telling me to do something like this for a while. And I figured now was a good time to do it. I mean, this is only by the time this comes out the first full week of December. So plenty of time for you to still shop. Hey, most people like us are probably just now getting their shopping started. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to give you guys some kind of like a few a few things. I'll throw in and I'll throw in a few things because I was looking at your list and like it was really awesome because when it comes to like the stuff you were talking about, like cocktail like tools and yeah. stuff like that. Like I have no clue about that stuff. Yeah. Like I use whatever I have and the cheaper stuff and all that. I think my I think I uh, tend to go toward glasses and stuff a little bit more. So I'm just going to kind of listen to what you say. And if I have something, I'll throw it in there. <laughs> and this is going to be my shopping guide too. All right. So first off, I figured we would start with the glassware portion of, of stuff. Um, initially, when this list was made, we still had, this is my bourbon drinking glass, clean Karen's left. We don't anymore. But here's the thing. I'm giving myself this like homework because it really needs to happen but by the beginning of the year 2022 the new website will be launched we will have a website the shop will be all there and everything you'll be able to buy glasses on demand and you'll get you'll get them it'd be really cool i think i still think you need the peripore level glass oh that will absolutely be on there um, so we'll bring back the, this is my bourbon drinking glass, Glen Karen. We'll have the Perry pour. Um, and I also want to do some kind of thing with the, uh, the, the bear and the swan that we did for the, uh, the meetup yeah. this, this year and find some way to kind of incorporate the mutant. Or onto maybe we it could too. do like a snack and a, a, like our, our like a snack on yeah. there and like a, something like that too. I mean, we there's there are so many things that the could be done. Possibilities are endless. But I I'll, I'll say this. Um, <clears throat> in the meantime, I think that the best quality Glencairns that you can get, the best quality drink glasses that you can get, are at the moment from our friends at It's Bourbon Night. So over at uh, WhiskeyAmbitions.com. Um, oh, they they got ones that look like freaking castle crystals and stuff well they actually do have crystal glasses yeah Uh, i was over at swans the other day and he had one of them out and it was gloriously beautiful um it's got a really nice weight to it as well it's got their new logo printed on it but even still if you want a plain one you can always head to like glencairn.com i mean that's nothing particularly new right but Still but, you know, if there's cool. a if if you're new to the game or new getting into trying to get notes or you know do blinds or something, maybe you haven't they haven't got into Glencairns yet. So yeah, now's the time. Yeah, 
there is a it, it's not really a glass it's just more of a vessel that i use almost daily and i think i've posted about it before but i wanted to kind of make it official at least on the podcast but the noser nosr from brewmate it's basically it kind of looks like a norlin glass but it's got like this kind of faux wood texture faux wood pattern uh on the wrap around i love this glass or this vessel cup <laughs> it feels like a cup sometimes but it's really lightweight um and it honestly just gives you a di- it gives you kind of that same norlin experience but norlins are really really expensive yeah uh and and i know that people are really all about you know being able to see the whiskey and they're able to you know being able to you know witness what the color is and everything if you are focused more on the tasting experience, I think that the noser is really something that you should consider investing in or investing in for somebody else who loves whiskey. But if you're at a family reunion or you're at a barbecue and you're just putting it back, then you don't you don't care if you can see it or not. Yeah, exactly. Then you get one of those and the other ones. And you're well, just like, let me tell you, let me tell you, by the end of the night, that's what I normally go for. Right. I just kind of, it's my little sleepy juice. Yeah. Sleepy glass. Your little sippy. <laughs> my sippy cup. Um, but yeah, you can find it right on uh, the Brewmate website as well. I think there's some other retailers. You could probably find it on Amazon. Yeah. I think most of these you could probably find on Amazon in one capacity or another. Uh, but like, you know, the Crystal Glencairns, probably not. <laughs> That's probably going to be like directly from the, the Glencairn website. Uh, as it, this is a really cool one, and this is more of a shout out to like local folks. But Clayton and Croom is a company that does a lot of leather working. Uh, they did the George T. Stag coaster that we got with the samples for this year's antique collection, and they taste just, like George T. Stag. It did, but it did have that you that know logo. that leatheriness to it. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. But it's um really really high quality stuff. I have got koozies made out of leather from them. We've got at least like half a dozen coasters made by them as well uh they are kind of a staple in our household in terms of like you know if we're gonna go for coasters or we're gonna go for something a little bit more high-end something that looks a little bit more official or professional uh for sure clayton and Croom is something that that you should you should look into uh i'm pretty sure that they ship just about nationwide i'm not sure if they do uh internationally but uh definitely look into them i'm sure it's claytonandcroom.com Cocktail accessories. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, this is where I like. I have a, I have a cabinet full of glasses. Like I could recommend glasses all day. Yeah, and they're mostly the same ones. I think the one I would recommend if I was going to was is the aged and or neat glass. Yeah, it's just it's just a bigger version mm-hmm. of uh, kind of like a noser, but. When it's I, like a fat Glencairn. Yeah, almost. like a fat Glencairn. Something you can just hold and walk around, and you know you're not really worried about tasting notes like we were talking about before. And you just want to pour a big pour and go for it. Now, cocktail stuff—that's where I need all the help because <laughs> I use a regular spoon and I have like this old shaker, and like I just mix it all up and try to make it look nice in the end. But I definitely don't have the tools that I should should to make. yeah and and this one in particular is kind of a more elevated item that you could have in your collection but this was was fully funded on indiegogo 
which is so cool. Uh, but it's called the Elevated Craft Cocktail Shaker. You can make up to four cocktails in one. It insulates everything so that there's no sweat on the outside of the shaker either. Um, you know, like you sometimes will have yeah. to put ice in, uh-huh. of course, so that you can chill all the ingredients and then you shake it up so that it's a nice, fully mixed cocktail. Um, there's there's none of that sweatiness on the on the outside of the Ooh, that looks the slick. Shaker. I just pulled it up. <clears throat> it's really really cool. Um, like I said, they were fully funded on Indiegogo, so they're going to be I, I believe coming to retailers pretty soon. Um, but I really want to check this out. Um, Build in strainer too. Yeah, yeah, that's I, awesome. I would like to potentially maybe even have these guys on the on the podcast at some point and talk about the uh, the elevated craft cocktail shaker i'll drink some cocktails i'm not opposed to it you gotta make them and then i'll drink them <laughs> dude that's awesome i love the look of that yeah oh it, and it's it's this really nice it's not quite stainless steel but it's just got this very simple kind of reflective metallic quality to it mm-hmm. um that is mwah, super it's on, cool it's on amazon uh this is for more people who are kind of like like from the ground up want to be involved in cocktails this is a grow your own bitters kit from un from excuse me uncommongoods.com so you can grow uh i believe it's a six different uh plants to use in Mm. yeah six different plants you can use uh for creating bitters thyme lavender thai basil mint lemon balm and blue borage borage I don't know what that last one is. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's really cool. And I mean, not only, you know, you using that for bitters, you could also use a lot of those for garnishes, you know, with with cocktails as well. Just kind of elevate your cocktail game and show off a little bit more when you have guests over or even for, you know, your everyday cocktail drinking. It's like a little science project for like us. This is cool. One of the things, too, that we have found to be pretty pretty common with cocktails recently is smoking your cocktails, uh, like smoked Old Fashioned, yeah. smoked Manhattans, things I, like that. <laughs> that's funny, because I, I can tell you something funny here in a second about that. Sure, yeah. Uh, so this first smoking kit uh, is called Smoke Top. It's from MiddletonMixology.com. You can go and check that out. Uh, it's, it's $50, but you are going to get a little bit of... Uh, little bit of use out of it for a while um it says 500 uses so (laughs) that's a good investment (laughs) it's a pretty daggum good investment Uh, i'll i'll say that at the very the very least and you can actually buy uh smoking chips from them as well for like seven dollars so i mean there's there's ways to kind of reuse a lot of that stuff It, it and what's what's so cool about smoked cocktails is that yes there is a lot of like fun to go out to a restaurant go out to a bar and see them like smoke it in front of you and use all their different little techniques but now you can do it at home and it legit tastes good oh i love smoked cocktails so good smoked old fashions are money absolute money i want to take a quick break from the list of things and ask you if you'd like to crack a bottle with me Duh. You cracked a bottle for me. I'll uh, crack one for you as well. Ooh, good cork pop. Uh, so this could probably go on the list because it's been 
really, really good for the past few years. And this is one of my kind of distilleries of the year, companies of the year. But the Barrel New Year just came in today. Barrel that, Bourbon New Year. That's Barrel very uh, generous of them because that's a full bottle. It's a full bottle. It's like $100 for for a bottle i jeez this is uh bottle number 14064 at 115.34 proof so it's out there you can go find you some but i'm really excited to get into this i'll do a few uh, a full review rather on probably a live stream closer to the new year so be on the lookout for that we'll compare it to last year's as well and do a bunch of barrel craft spirits pours so what i was going to say earlier was i ruined a cutting board smoking an old-fashioned the other day <laughs> so i got my 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 torch out from my smoker i got a, one of the little wood chips that i had and i brought it in because april wanted a smoked old-fashioned and i was like i just put it on my cutting board didn't even think about it and there there's a big black uh charcoal hole in one of my cutting boards because i was burning wood was, was in the she, kitchen was she mad about it no i turned it over she didn't see it so she just doesn't know no <laughs> she hasn't found out yet as long as i keep it on the other side where you can't see it she won't know it's like flipping the couch cushion over after you've yeah yeah um <laughs> Ooh, this smells this smells like a this smells like a snickers bar it smells like a toasted product it smells like a snickers bar like the outside, the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. Wow. That finish went all the way up into my nose. You caught me <laughs> off guard. <laughs> you like breathing fire now? That's good. It's really good. This is better than last year's. And last year's I thought was great. Hmm. That is, that's orange sherbet mm-hmm. and whipped cream and this like really big raw finish. That's good. This is, I, I love that Barrel Craft Spirits does this every year because it feels like the culmination of everything that they've done with their products over the year. Um, wow. That finish just kind of keeps chugging away doesn't it it's distilled in tennessee indiana kentucky ohio uh is wy wyoming yep new york and texas golly wow i bet that texas is really putting forth a lot of the punch this is the only texas i've ever liked (laughs) (laughs) and even still it's blended with other products (laughs) all right anyway back into the list there are a couple of uh old-fashioned mixes that I I want to to bring up. The first one is one that we've kind of talked about on the show before. Eli Mason. Eli Mason like is a staple. Right? Uh, it just is something that I always want to have in my arsenal when I'm making cocktails. I love this. So just kind of <laughs> stepping back from the products and talking about the process, I guess. I love using Eli Mason as an old fashioned syrup and then topping it off with ale eight mm. i just it's just a really really good extra step i mean ale eight is just straight sugar i mean it's you might it's it's yeah. you could be it could be no, its i'll own just sugar. add a bunch of yeah 
But I will say, as as great as cocktail mixers are, as great as old-fashioned mixes are, it is very easy to make old fashions at home. If you grab a bottle of bitters, if you've got some sugar and water, and then your bourbon. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. As long as you can mix up the water, the bitters, and the sugar together. I prefer to use brown sugar, personally, because uh, I think it gives a little bit more of an oomph, and it just kind of backs off on some of the sweetness, gives mm-hmm. it a little bit more of a round quality to it. Um, but... That, um, I will say that um, when we do vacation and things, because um, April drinks a lot of old-fashioned, Eli Mason is one of the only ones that she's like, oh, this is good. Like, I've tried other ones, and that's that's her favorite, too. So if you got someone that likes old-fashioned and you're going on vacation, it's the perfect thing to take with you. Well, speaking of taking things on vacation with you, is the Cocktail Canteen oh. from WNPDesign.com. So that's W-A-N-D-P design.com and by the way i meant to uh meant to say this up top but the links for everything are going to be in the description of the episode below um it's really cool they give you everything that you need uh the funnel they give you a cocktail shaker uh they give you a little bitters kit as well really really awesome oh that's cool yeah it's really really nice uh forty dollars for for one so this one, this one actually is sold out though, <laughs> unfortunately. So, could be a good one to like print a picture out of. And it's not vacation time yet. It's not vacation time yet. So you've got plenty of time uh, to work on getting that for you. That's cool. It looks good. You want to talk about some random stuff now? Randoms? What are you talking about? What so, are you talking about? the first one I want to talk <clears throat> about is ice molds. And there is one ice mold that I use. And it's not really because it's the highest of quality, uh, though I do try to take my time and make as close to like clear ice as I can with it. But I've got these William Sonoma Star Wars Star, or, uh, excuse me, Stormtrooper ice. I molds. have a Death Star one. Do you really? Yes, that's so cool. <laughs> we'll put them together in a gigantic glass, I guess. But I, I, I love using them, and I think that. Ice balls are really cool, and I do think that anytime any look when they, anytime anybody says something like, "Well, the ice melts slower if it's a in a ball form or in a larger form, and therefore it doesn't dilute the drink or the cocktail as well or as much as like ice cubes do." That's true. I mean, yeah. that's a hundred percent the truth. It just chills your drink. And look, it's so much better than whiskey stones. I hate oh, whiskey those stones. Are... They ruin the flavor of the whiskey. You would think that they would have figured it out by now to where they wouldn't have a flavor to them. They're awful. Unless you're like me when I first got into whiskey and I had uh, those metal ones and I put them in my (laughs) wild turkey honey. (laughs) I don't think it made much of a difference. That was my go-to for a while. (laughs) Uh, But Corksicle also has this really, really cool ice ball maker. I want a Goku molded ice cube. Did you imagine? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> but it would it would hurt your mouth whenever you took a drink because <laughs> his pointy hair would just stab you in the in the lips. And it it's called the Invisible Kit. And it basically creates a perfect clear ice sphere. Uh one of the really cool things about it is that you are able to kind of insert 
different items into it, like little garnishes and things. So as oh. it melts, it kind of adds something extra to your uh, to your cocktail, to your cocktail experience. So it's like a Tootsie Pop. Yeah, you can put like a little chocolate in That's there. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can. It it kind of looks like you can do like half and half at a time. You put a ring in there and propose to your wife. Oh. Sweet. And you forget, and you throw the ice cube away and get a new one. You're like, shit. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> no. Um, we'll move on from uh, from ice molds. But I got for, I think it was Christmas last year, uh, the whiskey game, which is basically just kind of a whiskey knowledge style thing uh, that you can play with people. And um, it's just... A nice little way to, you know, show off your. Do you have to like take like a shot of something if you like? Is it like that? No, 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 no. It's like a board game. So you probably make it into whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'm sure you could. The whiskey game (laughs) on Nintendo Switch. (laughs) So one of the things that has always kind of been a staple in our, uh, kind of like my bar and also my father-in-law's bar is a whiskey pourer and what i mean by that is like a tap almost and so here you can see with this upside down bottle of heaven hill six year i love this thing because every time i come to record i always look at that and i'm just like i'll just love the look at look look of it like it's just sitting up there the heaven hills upside down it's just sweet yeah that heaven hill has been finished for for a little while but it's uh it's just really cool and kind of a fun little party trick to have as well so that you can kind of like you know break it out and pour something from it for people and then it I mean it's kind of like a beer tap but yeah it's it's whiskey. It's whiskey. cool though. Um some of the best ones though have been from Funky Rock Designs uh which really have a good like a good grip on the bottle itself. Um, so that nothing really leaks out. You can also find them at a atasteofkentucky.com. Uh, this is the one that my father-in-law uses, Brett. Um, it's $135, but it's super, super cool. Uh, it's really funny because the uh, the bottle that they have for the, um, <laughs> the model on there is an old, old Rip Van Winkle oh, bottle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that thing. <laughs> so not been updated in a while, but uh, it's it's super cool, and you can choose what color of stone you want for it as well. Um, and it fits more than just bourbon. It fits wine, fits tequila, vodka, I guess. Mm. Fear about that. Well, fear about that life. Kind of nonsense, but not us. Not, not us? Not no, here. we're not the tequila. This is my tequila podcast. Yeah. We also mentioned it up top, but uh, if you're looking for the apparel for the bourbon lover in in your life, bourbonshop.threadless.com. Yeah. It's a great place for it. Uh, one of the things that also we struggle with the most is how to really store your whiskey. Mine's on the floor. And especially how do you store your open whiskey? Mine's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> But one of the best <laughs> that got me. That was good. Uh, one of the best replacement corks you can get for maybe a cork that either has not held up so well over time, or something that you just kind of you're not feeling super confident in it. Uh, but it's a crystal wine stopper, just a bottle stopper. Uh, you can actually get it on Amazon. 
for I, I mean it's like what like 50 bucks i mean nothing it's a little expensive but if you've got a bottle that's really expensive and really old like i think that's a good investment to put in into that yeah you don't want to be putting a random piece of plastic in your old, you know, <laughs> your dusty turkey, your dusty, you your know, dusty bean. Van Winkle rye or something, whatever Jeez. you got. Who's got, if you've got dusty Van Winkle rye right into Somebody the show. Might, yeah. Sounds, I want to, I want to try that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of books too. Cause I'm a nerd, but these have been, um, just super, super cool. And these were sent to me actually, uh, by the publisher. Both of these are by the author, Carl Raitz. R-A-I-T-Z. Uh, one is called Bourbon's Back Roads. Um, and it's just taking a look at the, you know, the, the landscape and everything of bourbon distilling. Uh, it breaks down some of the technology of how bourbon is made as well. I'll pass that over for you to, to look at. I thought at. it was a graphic novel at first. No. Like. <laughs> um, but also, like, kind of the follow-up to it is uh, by the same author, Carl Raitz. And it's called Making Bourbon, uh, and it's a geographical history of distilling in 19th century Kentucky. Uh, it's a thick boy. I mean, it, it's got it's got some weight to it. Yeah, boy. But it is so cool. If you're using it, I mean, even as like a coffee table book, I mean, it's a little bit smaller, but I mean, it's going to look really cool on display. It is so chock full of how people decided on where to distill uh, where they decided to set up their distillery. I mean, it, it's just really, really awesome. Uh, and, and again, I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks awesome. It's a really, really I great looking book. Um, so you, I, I believe you can find both of them on Amazon if that's how you like to shop for books. Uh, but yeah, I love getting whiskey books for Christmas. <laughs> I really, really do. They always make me happy. Um, and to be honest, I always feel like there's something else that I can learn about bourbon. Um, I'm, my my knowledge does not begin and end with the podcast. I feel like I'm trying to always learn about you know what goes into the process of it, the history of how it's made as well. Um, it, it's it's just an endlessly fascinating series of information for me. But uh, yeah, these are two really really cool books. You're making a face over there. What's going on? Uh, no, I was just reading about it's got it's got a section on Lexington in here. So I was reading about oh, really? uh yeah, it's I got not made um, it that far. talking about the pepper distillery. Uh yeah, Lexington and Fayette County. It's got a whole section on it. So that's cool. I was just kind of looking through it here. We had talked about bringing Carl onto the show at 1.2. So we might just have to do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. Hey, that's kind of it for Perry's favorite things. You could do a whole other episode on non-whiskey stuff, too, though. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's like a Patreon thing. Yeah. But, I mean, comicsology.com. <laughs> so, uh, this is so off topic. But, the do you know what Tubi is? T-U-B-I? Yeah. So, it's like free movies and TV. It's got Naruto all the yeah. way through for free on it. Um. <laughs> I signed up for it the other day because it showed up on our TV. It was like a new app that we could watch and download stuff from. Um, it, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, what kind of name is Tubi anyway? I, I mean, I get it. It's like a you know the Tubi watch of the TV. But like, I just scrolling through, I realized there were a bunch of sequels to movies 
like not the not the full you know series or anything really but really bad sequels really bad sequels um I, it, it's goofy though <laughs> i mean like the first image that i saw was of a cgi tarzan and i said to lucy why does that tarzan look so weird <laughs> to be maybe not the best holiday gift uh, it's free so well you could act like it wasn't did you want to look through yeah, this one too okay cool yeah, I uh, find a good local pick as well. Find just support support local, I guess. I don't know, but God, we, that's a thick boy. It's a good boy. Big. It's a good, good thick, thick boy. Good thick boy. <laughs> well, I guess the time has come for us to move away from Perry's favorite things and on to tips and bits. Tips and bits. I've done a lot of talking over the past thirty minutes, so I'm going to let you take it from here. Well. If you've been following the show, you know I'm at Hogwarts <laughs> at least once a week right now. And I just finished uh, Half-Blood Prince. One of the best movies in the series. Which I thought was almost completely different from the other movies. Yeah, a, for sure. In a way that it was... Okay, so I've been comparing the Harry Potter movies to like anime, like shonen anime. Yeah. Basically kids that are powerful and they fight people. This, to me is almost a little bit of the calm before the storm feel oh absolutely because you've got you've got everybody a little older they're getting girlfriends there's why well, they call them snugging snugging around here when they're kissing they're kissing, snogging 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 they're snogging here everybody's getting girlfriends and all this but there's more of this story developing in the background you know, you're finding out more who's following Voldemort. You're finding more about um, what's going on with Harry and all this stuff. And I love this movie because it was a lot of that corny teenage stuff. But then all of a sudden, you're you're deep into Voldemort and how he's made his set what recreated itself like seven different times in these seven items is that how it works right so it, it it's not that he's recreated himself or he he, he, he cut broke, off part of his soul yeah he broke in, his soul into seven different pieces by killing are, like seven people or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. um and then the ending made me tear up a little bit i was not i wasn't ready for that you didn't know at all that that was gonna happen no wow i didn't that's been out forever and you didn't... I can't... Yeah. That's impressive. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. So now I am very ready for these last two movies. Because that, that was number six, right? Yeah. And then seven is two parts. Yep. So we'll see. I'll, I'll get at least the first part done. This... Maybe both of them. I think I've been conditioned to want to watch Harry Potter movies at this time of year just because they're always on like... Freeform and I almost said ABC Family. Yeah, that was a <laughs> my my brain really worked overtime for that That's one. Old school, but um, I think they're even on like Sci-Fi and TNT now or or TBS, excuse me, whatever. But um, I'm I'm getting that itch, especially now that you've been going through them, Dude, so I can because like in anime, like before a big battle, they'll have like an episode where a little bit of happened, then they'll do like a beach party. Like all the kids are at like a party or like a Christmas or a dance or something. And yeah. it like kind of like brings you back down. And then all of a sudden the end of that episode, some bad thing happens and gets you yeah. ready for the big fight that's coming. So it's really following that to me. 
So I'm excited to watch these last two movies. I, I'm really excited to see what you think about them. Um, they're, they're a lot. And I mean that not in like, it's, it's difficult to get through. I just mean like, there's a lot that happens. Yeah. I mean, I it, it's a whole lot to process. You can bleep this out. I hate Draco. Oh my God. I hate that kid so bad. But I will say though, Half-Blood Prince is Tom Felton's best performance oh, as Draco. He's a great actor in that. He's incredible in He that made me movie. hate him even more, but like, I know. He, you know, there's parts where he's like crying and he's like all scared and stuff. Like, But I think that's what makes him, like, this is the point where he kind of turns into a more sympathetic character. Yeah. And you start to realize that it, it it's the nature versus nurture argument, and this is why so many people will defend and love Draco Malfoy because I mean, he's because he's him. got depth to him that a lot of characters in that series don't have. But really really good stuff. Yeah. I love that movie. I haven't watched it in a while. Um, so there's one other show I'm going to recommend. I'm only getting ready to hit the third episode and it's called uh, Yellow Jackets. Oh yeah. It is on We've Showtime. Before. It's on Showtime. Uh Hulu has it. So whatever platform has Showtime stuff. Yep. But it's based on I guess a true story. I didn't know it was a true story and I was telling April about it. And I there was this incident in the 90s where this girls soccer team, they were traveling to a big tournament and yep. um the plane crashed and I don't know what happened in the real story, but in this show, they crash in like this big forest in like Canada, I believe, and they become cannibals. Yep. And we're not, and it's like reminds you of like Lord of the Flies type stuff. Like they, not just like, it cuts back and forth between real time and then, and what was going on. And so you see some of the girls as, adults yeah and there'll be times when they like you're like oh some stuff really happened back then (laughs) or they'll be like you know we need to cover this up like somebody's kind of messing with our past again or something like that so it goes back and forth and it's that first episode will get you get you uh like just grab you and get you ready for everything i mean cannibal i mean people's i mean it's got some gore in it it's got some humor in it it's a good show i'd start it now oh i'm i definitely definitely need to um it kind of reminds me of the donner party uh-huh but you know you yeah. know they yeah they it's a group of traveling explorers and you know they've brought a bunch of animals along and as all the animals are gone they also turn to cannibalism and it's wild it's a wild wild story it sets it up so good because it kind of shows it it like puts you right in the middle of like one of the cannibalistic parts and then it cuts to them like at school and stuff and you're like how do these how do these girls become the what were what i just saw so it kind of cuts back and forth but like i said it's just about three episodes in but it's great it's great show so far i'm ready to get into it speaking of shows it's not really a show it's it's being framed as a documentary it's it's tough to call it that but i did just start watching the beatles get back documentary on disney Disney plus i'm just through the first episode um just started the second one i mean not too long before you got over here 
it's weird because when when I heard about it, it kept being framed as a documentary to me. So I was expecting like interviews and production and like there was all this like, you know, storytelling that was around it. And there is a through line in terms of storytelling. But the majority of it is just like video dump. Mm. Like they just kind of cut together, you know, footage and you're watching the Beatles form and record this album. And it's endlessly fascinating to me. Like I I love it as a musician because I'm seeing the things that I go through as like a songwriter and a musician in general. Like just having that moment where you start playing something and all of a sudden like you get that inspiration to like write a song and you know it just the that weird like almost extra dimensional spark that comes and you're like I can't believe that I'm creating something like, like this. you're on a roll you just, you can't you yeah can't it, stop. exactly yeah. and and I mean there there's a point in the first episode where they Paul Paul is sitting down with George and Ringo and he's just playing something on his bass but it turns into the song Get Back. And he didn't have that song before he even sat down with them. And now that is like one of the most iconic Beatles songs of all time and easily one of the most iconic songs from that album. And like there's like text that comes on screen at that point and it's like what follows is the Beatles next hit single. Or the song that comes out of this moment is what becomes the Beatles' next hit single. I was like, <laughs> the fact that we even get to see that yeah. is so cool to me. I would just die to see people like Jimi Hendrix having those those flashes of inspiration and writing songs like Purple Haze and Wind Cries Mary and Voodoo Child. And I mean, like, but the fact that even even like this team around the Beatles had the foresight to go, we should record as much of this as we possibly can. Right. Yeah. It is so cool. And and part of me is like that now. Like I used to when I was leading up to my album, my first, my I say first, but it's my one and only at the moment. Um, but I I wanted to always record our rehe- rehearsal sessions. Because I wanted to have that kind of like diary almost of, you know, what we were doing so that if something sparked, I could go back to it and say, this is what I want to, you know, I want to build a song around this or I want to find something in what we've been playing around with. And it's, it's not, I feel like it's more feasible now than it was back then. But at, but at the same time, like, I mean, how many artists, sat down with an eight track or a four track and just started playing around with stuff and, you know, creating these insane little compositions, you know, and like mixing one down so that they had three extra tracks and then mixing that down. So they had, you know, more and more and just, you know, being wildly creative with it and everything. But, um, if you're a musician, I think you're going to find a little bit more value in it than somebody who's just kind of a casual music listener. Um, I, I, just i don't know i can't believe that i got to sit there and watch the beatles write songs like that's that's insane to me it's it's really really cool but um it's it's a bit of a slog 
I'll say that just because there's not a whole lot of like action or drama or like storytelling or, you know, anybody looking at footage and going, well, this was the moment when George decided that he was going to leave. It just kind of happens. Yeah. And in, in some ways, I think that makes it a little bit more impactful because you kind of feel like you're right there with everybody. But man, it's, it's a lot to go through. I mean, the first episode (laughs) is two and a half hours long. Oh oh no. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, um, I also started playing uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. How is that? Weird. <laughs> I've heard it was weird. Um, I I like it. I like it a lot, and I didn't realize how much I was gonna like it until I reached like a bit of an open world section where I just kind of wandered away, and then all of a sudden there was a city. I was like, oh, I can just walk around this city, and I can just talk to people and, you know, do whatever. Hi, I'm Goku. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Drag Ball Z is not exactly known for Goku being in a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) He's usually usually incapacitated. He's training. Yeah, exactly. But what it it does really well is fills in the gaps in between storylines, between episodes. So, I mean, there are side quests and there are fetch quests and you do kind of go off what the, the anime and the manga tells you is, is actually happening. But the, the battle mechanics are really fun. They're really different. Um, but it does seem it, it's very samey up until you can unlock transformations. And the first transformation doesn't come until when Vegeta and Nappa arrive, of course, and Kaoken. Goku can use Kaoken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like even so as you're kind of flying around the map, you'll run into small battles and it's used just to kind of raise your experience points. But like every one, I'll start out at the point where I am. I'm, I'm about halfway through. I'm just starting the Android saga. Um, at, at the beginning of like every single one of those, I immediately go Super Saiyan with Goku. Like just because like it's just so much more fun to, yeah. you know, do stuff like that. And I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a really fun game, but there is so much about it that is broken. I, I mean, like, there are parts of it where you can skip through stuff, like like cutscenes that you can skip through, but in the middle, there's like five seconds that you can't, and then it goes back to where you can skip through all of it. And, I mean, I, I it, I'm probably not who this game is really, really for because... I know very intimately the story of Dragon Ball Z. And, and it's, so a lot of it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, let's get through this. I know right. what happens here. Krillin dies. Let's just get to the, you know, the next thing. <laughs> He's um, stabbed by a horn. Yeah, but, but it's just like, it's so much fun. Like, I, I, I kind of have the same feelings about it, but less, less strongly as I do like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Because Zelda Breath of the Wild... Mm. Is almost a perfect game to me. That's one I, of the last games I beat full, like went through. Yeah. And, yeah. Um it's it's like it saw what Breath of the Wild does and just kind of went, yeah, what if we did that but it, but the what followed after the but didn't quite work for it. Like it just I don't know, it feels clunky. Well, I played um it was like the the jump stars like fighting game where I, was like, I have no interest in that. And it was kind of the same way. 
Like that that game's not even going to be around much longer. Like it's just going away, but it it was fun and then at sometimes you were like this is not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I definitely felt that with this game or feel that with this game. But I it doesn't keep me from going back to it and wanting to play more and I mean like there's even expansion into like Dragon Ball Super. That they have, so can't I, wait till Jab- Dragon Ball Super comes back up on anime. I'm ready for the movie too. Oh yes, Dragon Ball Super superheroes. Superheroes, <sighs> can't wait. Anyway, I feel like we've been super nerdy. It's been nerdy <laughs> back end of this episode, yeah. but that does it for this week. It's a fun episode. It was. You I finally felt like I got my energy back. You can continue the fun over on our social medias. You can do all that. If you want to follow me, I'm at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Search me on YouTube. Um, you want to follow Perry on his personal page. It's pritter1792 on all social media platforms. And if you want to follow the show, it's at MyBourbonPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We also have a Facebook group. This is My Bourbon Podcast group where we ask questions for the Patreon episodes and get interactive in there. People are posting stuff. Get in there and do that. If you want to get some merch and apparel, you can go to bourbonshop.threadless.com. And if you want to leave us a Barrel Rings, where you talk to us in voicemail form. Gosh, we haven't had one since Papa Ritter a couple weeks ago. Call us at 859-428-8253. You can also follow us on YouTube. Perry will be live every Thursday. I join him about once a month. And it's This Is My Bourbon Podcast, YouTube.com. And if you want to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, you can do it on Patreon. And then at that $5 tier, you get all the cusses and the bonuses <laughs> and the, you know, we just put the it in. The uncut new, episodes. Yes, uncut episodes, Patreon, pregame chats, pours from the floor. And you may see me on patreon doing videos who knows you've been doing lenses yeah that's fun i'm working my way through the patreon stuff yeah. so did i remember everything yeah i think that was pretty good was that good yeah i'm getting better at this i think new the role. only thing was uh the email address this is my bourbon shop oh, at gmail. A message com. you want to send yeah. us some samples ask us a question yeah you gotta send us an email we had it so i'll i'll say this i was trying to round up some some of the money for the the, the pick. barrel pick um which hopefully most of you have gotten by now, but if not, sorry, um, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, and and one of the people that purchased a bottle messaged me and said, "Can I send you some samples of picks that I've done? Because you were the reason I got into doing picks." I was like, first of all, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> Second of all, absolutely." Uh, so double yes, please. Yes. <laughs> So super cool stuff. Anyway, yeah. next week, what are we doing? What are we doing next week? Oh, is it beers? Next week might be our uh, our annual our beer episode. Our stouts. Yeah, we're gonna get silly. Boy, I'm not I'm not a big stout man. Perry's gonna make me be a stout man. We'll see. We'll do our we'll do our I best. I better take a nap before the next then. before and after, <laughs> or else I'm gonna be sending you home to a very angry wife. Oh. Um, all right that does it for this week thank you guys so much for listening as always we'll see you all next time but until then i'm perry 
I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. Bourbon podcast.